Welcome, Wrestle Buddies, to the Wrestle Buddy podcast. I am your host, Andy, and as always, I'm joined by our expert panel. We've got Jimmy Bebe. How are we doing, Jim? Awesome, as usual. How are you guys doing? Yeah, Sorry, fantastic. Got wrestling then as well, and then we've got wrestling with your thoughts. Say, si, how are we doing? Say, si? long time no yeah. see. Yeah, good mate. Good to be back around. And then we've got uh, our resident panel, Wrestle Buddy Nick. How are we doing, Nick? I'm all right, mate. Flipping, been a relatively slow week, hasn't it? So it's been all right. Yeah, it's not been too bad. Well, straight away, I want to get into some of the uh, stuff that went on after last week. We had the Hell in the Cell. It's probably uh, straight away we had a match between Cody and Seth. It was announced earlier in the day that Cody was injured. I think we did talk about it slightly on the podcast, but we didn't know the full story at that time. Uh, and we yeah. did get it. But obviously, he, he stuck through the match, team, didn't he? And he got it done. Do those two? Man, <laughs> the when he re- the jacket reveal was everything. It was like it was like the moment of truth. It was like, is it a work? Are they are they really trying to work us? And he pulled that jacket off, and it was just like, oof, man. How mm-hmm. I'm very curious to how he was going to be able to go through. And kudos to those guys because I'm sure they had ideas going through their head all month on what they were going to do, and then within like two three days notice they had to completely change their match, and yeah. they killed it. Like it was just a masterpiece. Was it you who put on the Twitter before the picture of a close-up with Dave Meltzer's arm when watching AEW? No, no. No, <laughs> some, someone put like a close-up of the bruise and like there and there and put Dave Meltzer's that. arm after watching an episode of Dynamite. Oh, it was quality. <laughs> but, you know, you've got to give him credit there and I think Cody always plays the uh, the long game, doesn't he? Even oh. in last, even in Ruts. We're doing, uh, he always plays the long game site and I feel like this is only going to help him. You know, absence makes the heart go fonder, but also wrestling fans. As much as they can be a bit of a, uh, you know, they can be fickle, should we say. But, you know, they're not going to forget what Cozy's done for them there, are they? It's the kind of image that sticks with you. Like you say, when he took that jacket off, it's like, <laughs> how are you even, you know, walking around, lifting your arm up, um, he, it's kind of crazy that it makes you think, you know, if he can wrestle that well with a torn pec, why does he even need surgery? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it's, yeah, whether he should have wrestled like that or not, I mean, ultimately it's his decision. And um, I just can't believe oh, that bruising was, was so bad, wasn't it? So bad. You'll never forget that. No, no, that's it, isn't it? And, you know, Jay makes a good point here, Cody. He definitely earned Vince's full respect after this, didn't he, Nick? Yeah. And he definitely did, didn't he? I think um, Nick Khan sitting there rubbing his hands together thinking, we made the right move here. This guy actually cares. Yep. He's all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Like, Vince loves guys that are willing to put themselves on the line for the business. And you don't get more putting yourself on the line than competing in a hell in a cell with a well with your torso in that condition. The fact that he was able to get through the match is a miracle unto itself. And as you say, the fact that they had such a good match with Cody in that condition, I mean, props to Seth as well because he it takes two to tango. But for Cody to put himself through that put himself through that and effectively do it for us. Massive respect for the guy. Vince must be absolutely over the moon with him. Injury aside. Yeah. 
And uh, David McIntosh says he'll get two debuts within the in a nine month span. You know, it's right, isn't it, Jim? He's going to yeah. get a nice when he comes back. That's going to blow the roof off the place, isn't it? Absolutely. Because uh, as as we were watching it, my girlfriend she she was having a hard time to see it. it. It was just too grotesque for her to see yeah. his arm in that condition, and it, it literally was just it just kept hitting me like he's literally doing this because he knows he knows what's going to happen when he comes back from this. Like you keep saying, mm -hmm. the people are going to remember this. And when he comes back, they're going to be so grateful that he has returned that his pop this time might supersede the one he got at WrestleMania, if that's possible. Yeah. But it, it, it could happen because they're going to just they just appreciate what he just did immensely. There's there's I don't I haven't seen a, a single bad take. Um, because you usually do see some people saying just dumb shit about these kind of things. I haven't seen one thing. Everyone is literally just like, yo, Cody is the man for what he did. So mm. I, I look forward to the pop he gets when he returns. I think it's going to be insane. 100%. And Russ says that uh, Cody put his body on the line. He really shouldn't have, but it shows what the business means to him. And it doesn't. You know what? That's probably one difference. I mean, when you look at all the top, top guys in the, in the wrestling industry site, as a point, you look at, like, you know, Triple H, um, Brock Lesnar probably being a, a, a difference to that rule, but you look at Triple H, you look at Michaels, you look at Hogan back in the day, you look at John Cena, you know, you can tell the wrestling business means a lot to all of them, and Cody's following that same kind of pattern, isn't he? Like you say, I mean, Triple H had the quad injury that time, didn't he, back in, was it 2001, finished the match, you know? What about Mick Foley in 98, going off the cell? Tooth in his nose, yeah, I, finish the match. I it's that kind of level. Yeah, and Triple H also tore his pack and finished the match, didn't he? Yep. Same yeah. injury. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it's the kind of thing that sticks with you. Um, I've seen one negative on it this week on Twitter. I forget who. I forget which idiot posted it, but somebody put, you know, how did he even get cleared uh, to to wrestle in that condition? And my reply to that was, well. How did Eddie Kingston get cleared when he's covered in blood with a can of gasoline? You know, it's <laughs> it's it's no different. You know, um, people just taking shots at it were just doing it to score points. Um, just you know, with the whole tribalism. Yeah, just to clear yeah. you on that, they had a backup plan, and it was legitimately Cody's decision in the end. They said, "Hey, if you don't want to do this, we have a plan. You don't have to do this to yourself. We mm -hmm. we yeah. really understand. Yeah. You don't have to go out." And Cody's like, "No, I'm doing it." So yeah. the WWE slander stops there. So Shane says, odds on Cozy coming back with different hair color. Why, what is it with always with the hair, Zane? Whether it's haircuts, now we're going with hair color. Nah, I'm really joking, Zane. I, I think he will change his, I don't think he will change his hair. I think it's aesthetically, he's the model WWE guy at the moment, and I don't think that's going to change, do you know what I mean? I think he'll... Um, He'll and if stay, he changes his hair, like, he, he won't even look like Homelander as much. So, you know, you, you've got to no. keep it as it is. That's it. So, we've had the fallout from this, Nick. Uh, obviously, next night on Raw. What did you think about the fact that they, uh, he had to get Seth Frankel and Rollins had to come out and attack him <laughs> after the well, thing? Do you think yeah, that was too frankly. much? Uh, was it needed? No, I don't. I don't. I think it was needed if they're going to carry the tale on, if and I think they're intending to carry the story on. I have a feeling that Seth will probably be one of the which have one of the championship belts before Mania next year, 
and Cody will win the Rumble, then we will get Seth Cody. If that's the plan, then I think it's necessary for Seth to keep his heat to attack Cody and not take it lying down. It's a little bit extreme considering the condition we know he's actually in. It could have done some real damage. But yeah. Seth's a safe guy. I think he knows what he's doing. Mm, I mean, Jim, would you have turned around and done the beatdown after that match rather than the next night? Do you think it was warranted to go that I, far onto I, Raw? I think the next night was perfect for the simple fact that you gave Cody a moment where Seth gave his respect to him. Um, mm. If you ended it with just Seth giving his respect, Seth's a babyface at that point. Like he, he, His character can't come out there and give the respect without getting that extra something in. So I think it turned people for a little bit because they were thinking, like, well, they need a new babyface. If Cody's really gone, they need someone to step up. Seth comes out, congratulates him, respects him and all that. Then it's like, oh, has Seth turned the corner? And then moments later, Seth's like, no, no, I'm still that son of a bitch. And he attacks him. I think it's good. It adds to that lasting image we're going to have where Cody went through hell and then he was attacked after that. Um, it just makes Seth look that much more, I don't, it just dastardly. Um, I had someone tell me that they don't like Seth because he's too cartoonish. And I'm like, what is cartoonish? about anything he did at Hell in a Cell in the Raw after. There's nothing. That was evil no. as evil gets. Like, he, he saw something. He took advantage of it. He laughed at the man's injury. Like, it's evil. Um, and I think it just really solidified Seth as just a, a bad man. Like, he is just a terrible human. To just ask you one question, Sai. Do you feel like with um, them kind of putting Seth to, to finish Cozy off to write him off... Do you feel a bit like, well, we're going to get this again now, aren't we, when he comes back? And do you feel like they've overdone that now and Cody should have had someone fresh? <clears throat> I think Vince is always, in like particularly in circumstances like this, he, he always goes back to his original plan. So whether it'll be, I mean, it probably won't be a cage match, but you're going to get that blow-off match that they should have had, you know? Um, it, it's on the back burner for nine months. Uh, when it comes back, it, it's going to be like, we didn't have that nine months. You know, it's long-term storytelling. You've got Seth is like, to me, he's like the Joker and Cody's like Batman and they get the absolute best out of each other. So it just makes sense. Whether it's slightly before mania, whether it's in the rumble, whether it's at mania. Yeah. You need that blow off. Okay. Brilliant. Well, we'll move on guys. Anyway, so we move on to Monday night raw. Um, we had a bit of a split in the judgment day. Finn Balor, Took over Judgment yeah. Day, turns on Edge. Really, really well done. Now, Jim, I see you doing the French kiss there. I'm going to ask you straight away. If Cody does not get injured here, does this happen still? I don't know because there's been conflicting reports on this. And this is why I don't like going with reports because one said it, Edge did it because his contract's coming up. Another one said it's because they tried to bring in supernatural aspects to the group and edge was against it and then the third one was because they need a new baby face um i'm gonna go ahead and pick the third one it makes the most sense they need a top top guy uh edge can literally just fill that role immediately um he's not gonna be at cody's level where cody was i don't think anybody's gonna get there anytime soon but what i like the most about this and it's a it's a blessing in disguise is that it immediately takes Finn Balor, who was nothing. He was used as a jobber. And now he is in the position to literally be a main event guy with a group behind him. 
like how anybody could be against this is beyond me. You just want there to be a fail if that's the case, because there's literally no, no nothing bad comes from this this whole swerve. That literally was a shock. Nobody saw it coming, which is the best things that happen in wrestling when you don't see it coming. It's beautiful. Um, and yeah, uh, so I could see Cody being injured being the reason for this. And if that's the case, sorry, Cody, but thank you because this is awesome. It's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And uh, Zane says, damn, can't believe how Jimmy, like Jimmy was, loves seeing C bar during Judgment Day. Shut up. I, I w- who did you pick, Zane? Who's your Champa? Idiot. Uh, <laughs> well, just on that point as well, uh, Sai, was this, was Edge ever going to be the leader of this faction long term? Because he's not a he's not a full time guy now, is he? Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy when it when it comes to um, supernatural gimmicks. I've never been a fan, you know, aside from Kane and Undertaker. For me. I've been an Edge fan for 25 years. I've seen pretty much every match he's had since Sexton Hardcastle. And I did not like Edge in Judgment Day. It just, something wasn't right. It, it felt forced. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but yeah. it, it just didn't feel right. And whether it was due to his appearances and, you know, being part-time, having a certain amount of dates, or whether it was more than that, I, I, I didn't think it was going to last you know, months and months. He did what? Three or four months? Um, and it, it, regardless of the Cody situation, I'm happy that we're going to get Edge back as a face at some point because he's a lot better off that way. And do you know what, Nick? I I was thinking to myself that, like, you know, with Edge the way he is, he's been portrayed over the time before he come back to wrestling. I thought he'd have a hard transition for him to be a bit a, a, a heel. And what Sai says there is quite right. You know, I've felt that same way. Like, it just hasn't sat right with me. So, you know, I think this is going to go on well, but a lot better. And, you know, do we do we see the reintroduction of the demons as well, do you think? I don't know. It's a little hard to redeem the demon after what happened to it in its last match at this moment in time. It was not handled well with the whole top rope collapsing and him basically looking like a fool. That was a bit ridiculous. But I do like a bit of spooky bollocks in professional wrestling. And Judgment Day is prime for some spooky bollocks in professional wrestling. Uh, I would be happy to see the demon return. I think Finn performs at a much higher level when he wears the paint. Uh, at least he does in the ring, and it'll give a chance for his character work to shine again. Because he doesn't cut the best promo. Yeah. His character work outside, his visual character representation has always been very, very good. So to see it get revived again for Judgment Day, possibly. Another, for me, that raises the question is, do you give Rhea Ripley and Damien Priest weird alter egos to go along with the demon? A question that kind of comes from all that. Do you think they go ahead with this dark entity spiritual stuff they're doing? Or do you think they go a different route now that Finn Balor's leader? Because I look back at Finn from NXT, and that Finn was awesome. Um, mm. He was a badass. I guess it kind of resembled Prince Devitt a little bit. I don't know too much about Prince Devitt. But it was very yeah, reminiscent so, of Devitt. So do you think they go that route? Because uh, I think Rhea and Damian Priest kind of fit that role as well. And it gets rid of the whole supernatural thing altogether. Or do you think they try to continue what Judgment Day was was going with? I think that they'll 
to start with, they'll at least continue with what they were planning because Vince likes to continue with his plans. Vince doesn't change his mind very often, and when he does, he turns on a quarter. But I'm not sure, to be honest, because I'd like to see it go either way. I'd like to see Bullet Club Finn with a faction in WWE that he deserves because I think it'd be a group of badasses that could act like badasses and look like badasses, and they can even keep the stupid House of Purple gimmick look. Uh, but it, uh, I don't know. That's a difficult question, Jim, because I like spooky bollocks in wrestling, so I'd be quite happy for them to continue down that road. But seeing the Prince back on the main roster for the first time awesome. would be awesome. Because that, that's what I said when they first brought him up. I think they need to present him more like he was in NXT. I think this gives mm. them that opportunity. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. Right. So one question for Jimmy. Do you think Rhea Ripley at the moment looks like the Joker out the original Batman comics? <laughs> I think she looks like that girl that she stole her look from on Twitter. She looks exactly <laughs> like the Joker's daughter. I- I'm amazed Nick hasn't put the same post up about Tony Schiavone. Yeah. It- it's there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, just so you know, Russ, um, Edge... Finn Balor turns on Edge and took over the Judgment Day faction and um, he beat, beat on Edge pretty much. So it'd be interesting. Do you think, just one more question as well, guys, very quickly, do we see anybody else joining? Do you think they need to get some more people in? I would like to add two I, more. Yeah, I'd say two more members. Who? I know, I know. Okay, Who? Jimmy, you go first. Who would you say? I'm going to go ahead and say I'm, I'm sticking with the T-Bar thing. Get rid of the T-Bar name and put him in there. I I, I just don't understand why you don't put Dijakovic okay, in there. Who's your other one? And then uh, I'm going to go with a female. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I would definitely do a female, though. Um, Liv just, Morgan? No. Yeah, I, I, think that, I think that, that sailed. I, I don't think it would make... Do you bring somebody up from the uh, NXT? <laughs> that might be the way I do it, just to kind of bring them in and kind of transition them easier, as opposed to just throwing to the walls. Who grew up in the because, same town as uh, Finn Balor, who recently Thank left NXT UK? Jordan oh. Devlin. It's the perfect spot. It's like that, a, that's not a, a bad pledge. idea. That's a good that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's a good no, that's one. A good okay. Um, as if uh, Ed shouldn't have gone so for the feast. Pack. You gotta read his. You gotta. You gotta read his before you put him up, man. He gonna get that shit in every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, do you think uh, can Edge leaves after his contacts? I don't think he leaves after his contacts. Why is he? And the reason I'll tell you why is, I believe that Edge will not get the right money going part time anywhere else that he will get from WWE to fit in with him only being a part time. Wrestler, uh, I don't. I, so I don't. I, I don't see him going anywhere. I don't even think it comes down to money with Edge at WWE. I think he loves WWE. He's always yeah. been a WWE guy, and I just can't see him going anywhere else. Yeah, uh, Devitt was referenced a few times during the Jay White carry the match. Uh, AJ Finn would be interesting. Both former Bullet Club. Yeah, uh, bring back Kangrel. Uh, I think AJ Styles joins Judgment Day and Alexa Bliss. Not a bad shout, that. Uh, Give Alexa something to do. Just to touch on that AJ one, this goes back to what I was saying with Finn being cast into this main event spot. Two months ago, if Finn is uh, feuding with 
Edge or Finn Balor, we know how that we know how that's going. We absolutely know how it's going. Now yeah. that he's the leader of Judgment Day, dude, it's very likely Finn Balor wins both of those feuds, and that's again. Why That's would anybody big. hate this? Like, why? Right, one more thing <laughs> for you, Jim. It. One more thing for you as well is, so now that we've got Finn Balor and Judgment Day, it looks like the club or the, the so-called club is going to dissolve a little bit. Do you think we need to bring another faction to be the nation to the DX? Nah, I don't think so. I, I like the idea of um, just good guys on their own kind of just getting their ass whooped and then coming together... <laughs> Uh, because they have a common enemy, and then just going their separate ways. That way, the NWO it's like, oh, who's gonna turn on yeah. who? Um, because there's too much of that. So I, I like the idea of them just coming together and then going their own ways. Um, like the union. Yeah. Okay. Works perfectly for a few well, weeks. Yeah. Well, we move on, guys. So this week it was reported that uh, Roman Reigns won't be performing at Money in the Bank. Not mad at that at all. Um, it's also Riddle is his next number one contender. Hush. So, just to go is, obviously it looks like Roman's not going to be defending until SummerSlam now. What do you think should happen in terms of Roman? First question, Jim, uh, sorry, Nick, should we keep the belts on Roman or do we pull one off him now? Is it time? I don't know if it's time yet, but I think it's approaching that time. When at least let him keep the universal title, let that excessive reign just continue. That's fine. That makes sense. But I think the WWE title needs to get off him and onto Seth Rollins, so he can stay on Seth Rollins. He can build a credible run as a heel until the Royal Rumble. Cody can win the Royal Rumble. Then at WrestleMania, we can have Cody versus Seth for the WWE title, and Cody can achieve the Rhodes dream of winning the WWE Championship from probably his best opponent that he could have in WWE. Hmm. But okay. as far yeah. as Roman goes, I, I, as long as he keeps that universal title, I'm happy. Okay. I want. I right. know you. No, go on. No, go on. Sorry. No, I, I know you really want the Rock Roman match at next year's WrestleMania, and a lot of people say it doesn't need to have a championship. I would still like it to have a championship. But for me, okay. it always makes a match bigger. Yeah. Well, uh, Joker points out Riddle vs. Roman is going to happen on SmackDown for the Universal Championship this week. Don't think it's going to be a clean finish. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my clean booking here, right? I'm going to give you two scenarios, Jim. Go to you first, because I know you love the Al Fantasy booking. First one, Riddle wins money in the bank. Right? Randy versus Roman at SummerSlam. Roman beats Randy. Riddle comes out. Avengers cashes in, wins the belt, goes to celebrate with Randy, RKO to Riddle, went away with his first feud as champion. Number two, somehow Riddle gets screwed on Friday Night Smackdown, goes on to be Riddle versus Roman at SummerSlam for one of the belts, and The Rock comes out in costume and starts the feud for Mania, which because the, the, the sooner we get that feud started, the more it's going to build momentum, isn't it, Tom? Which one would you pick, Jim, and why? If, if I'm going with either of those, I'm going with the first one because it's more like what I had in mind. Um, I think mm. on SmackDown, when we see how much time Roman and Riddle has given, we will have a clear understanding mm. of how Money in the Bank is going to go for Roman Reigns. If we get there on SmackDown and there's only like 
less than 10 minutes to go in this match, I am I'm on board with Roman is defending at Money in the Bank. I'm not listening to the dirt sure. sheets on this. Um, but the only reason I don't like the second one is I don't like. It's <laughs> Um, I don't like Randy. He's 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 mega over right now, and to bring him back and then turn him like that on Riddle, I, I don't I, I I don't like that. I, I don't know why. I just don't like the idea of him just turning like that. But Randy um, Randy Orton is that kind of character, though, Jim, isn't he? That can just flick a switch and he can turn. He is, but at the same time, I really enjoy seeing Randy Orton and what he's doing right now. I, I don't want to take that away just on the drop of a dime. I want seeds planted in it so that we could at least enjoy it. We know how much longer we can enjoy it. Because, again, yeah. in, just, in his entire career, we have never seen Randy like this. It genuinely happened. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, just one question I want to ask as well. It's it's At the moment, all I keep seeing, seeing is... Um, Riddle versus Roman Reigns set for SmackDown next week for the championship match. It doesn't say championships. That, but Riddle did call it the WWE Universal Championship. <clears throat> so they're they're referencing both of them. All right, okay. So we've all right, okay. So yeah, a win for Riddle would mean a title shot, yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's got a title shot, but it hasn't. They haven't really cleared this up. Whether it's the unit, it's it's undisputed. So we'll see, yeah, we'll see if they come up in Jordan a week. Oh, he did. It says WWE for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Yeah, it does, which is interesting. Okay. So another thing here, as I say. The, 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 the sooner they get to the, the Rock Roman thing, if that's what they're going to do, I can't see WWE waiting until like Royal Rumble to announce this. I think they'll want to be building, 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 building. So yeah. it'd be good for the Rock to come in and cost somebody like Roman the championship for Riddle. But at the same time, I think you said it the other day, Jim, it'd be good to see Riddle get a bit serious and really give him a good run for his money. What's your yeah. thoughts on that side? I, I think if you're going to build it, you, you've got to start it at Survivor Series at the very latest. Um, mm. you, you know, Roman's got both belts. So if you have him brand versus brand, he can't fight himself. <laughs> so what do you do? Do you put Roman, the Usos, and Sami Zayn against four guys? You build it as, um, you know, it, it, it's the bloodline. Um, it's, it's the biggest stable we've had for years. And, you know, you've got four top faces against them. Maybe Rock comes out there and starts the storyline off with Roman, costs him the match, costs his team the match. Um, you, you've got, like, four or five months. You've, you've got to start it. Um, Survivor Series yeah. at the latest. Right, okay. Well, so Zane says, someone wins money in the bank, cashes on Roman. Briefcast allows a challenger for only one belt, hence that would kind of split the belts, which is where we need it to be. Question is, right now, who's hot enough to win money in the bank? If you're not being listening to anything we've been fucking yeah. saying, yeah. I'm telling you now, mate, bro in, the, bro in the bank, the money is there for it. Yeah. And I'll just say, I'm, I'm all for bro in the bank, but also, Sami Zayn with that briefcase is telling an amazing story. An, an absolutely yeah. amazing story. So, there's yeah. your two answers right there. Yeah, yeah. 
Seth's been jobbing to Rhodes, what's the point? Don't think he's been jobbing to him. I think the two of them have been writing a good story. Russian, it's only going to go a bit thingy. <laughs> Bless you, cousin tight. <laughs> what about a three-way match? That would be a good one. I'm, I'm not yeah. against that either. That, that's really good, Joker. No, really I'm good. And yes, it was a very good spot down this week. If, if you did the three-way, yeah. you could do the, the RK bro turn bro. during that match. Yes, They're you clearly could. working together, and then at some point, Randy or Riddle just turns on the other, wins the match. Roman's protected, and the Riddle-Randy feud gets to start. So Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, well, let's flip over to uh, the other side then. Let's have a little look at AEW's this week. Um, Jim, do you want to start on some of the highlights from, obviously, Dynamite? You watch Dynamite every can Honestly, I don't remember the highlights. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of the few that thought this was not a good episode of Dynamite. Um, I no, like, me too. I like how they planted the uh, Hangman, Okada, Cole, uh, Jay White storyline. That was one of the highlights. And I, I think the Wardlow stuff. Um, that so often we see, like, because everyone was complaining, why was he in the Battle Royal? He gave his reason for not being in the Battle Royal. Uh, I liked it. I saw some people getting too nitpicky with it but no he says i'm not winning no belt if i'm gonna win a belt i'm gonna win it from our champion so i'll get him when he comes back i like that it's a simple reason but it is a reason and that's all we need sometimes um those are the two highlights as far as i'm concerned um the women had a great tag match was that this week no that wasn't that was last week no, marina shafir should not be in a ring that that's that's a highlight right there get her out of the damn i ring. watched is that the one versus it was just that Fonda Rosa went against this week? Marina Shafir. That was Marina. Oh, what an absolute poor match that was. Yeah, it's poor match to watch that one. And it was just like, oh no. <coughs> um, one thing terrible. I'd say as well is that that battle royal was the shit. It really was the shit. I'm not mad that O'Reilly won it, but it just I didn't believe O'Reilly was gonna was gonna have a beat Moxley. What was your thoughts, Nick? I love Kyle. Like I think he's a fantastic worker. He's always he always puts in a great performance. But he didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of beating John Moxley, especially after going through a match that was as grueling as that. It just yeah. I, I I'd see the point in the battle royal if the plan was to have Moxley go ahead all along, then why even bother with the battle royal? Just promote Moxley as the guy who's facing. I don't know if it's Tanahashi or Goto. I'm assuming it's Tanahashi. I haven't watched Dominion yet. Tanahashi. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, it, I'm sorry. It, no, it, it's fine. But I kind of figured. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hiroki Goto. Yeah, Hiroki we're, we're Goto, watch it on Hiroki Goto hasn't won anything <laughs> in the space of like eight nine years. Hasn't won it in the space of like eight nine years. So I don't know why they didn't just promote Moxley versus Tanahashi in the first place. It gives more well, time to build towards the even match. Even that though, to be honest with you, Nick. Even that though, like. Why put him in a match with Tanahashi? We know he's going to win. Moxley's going to win it, so what's the point in even having that match? Uh, it's because for Moxley's that, for that at stake, you could have two, three years. Yeah, but, but why can't you have another match beforehand with the AEW in some sort of belt on the line and make it a little bit more? It's the it's the predictability. There, it's too predictable. Yeah. This whole thing has been too predictable, and that's that's why I'm like checked out. As soon as I saw Andrade as the wild card, I was looking at that whole battle royal and I was like, who in here is believable enough to beat Mox based on how they've been booked? Nobody. Nobody. So I already know whoever wins this is losing to Mox and then Mox is going to take on Tanahashi, which we already assumed to begin with. The battle royal was done poorly. 
Um, again, I'm not hating that Kyle O'Reilly won it. I like him. I enjoyed his match with Mox. Just give me, give me like something to hang on the edge of my seat for. Like, okay, mm. okay, what's happening? No, nothing. It was just like, what? Why? Uh, let me ask the you this only... question, side then. Oh, sorry, go on, Nick. No, for me, the only exciting thing that happened on Dynamite was Will Ospreay showing up. Just because it's Will. It's great to see him go anywhere. Oh, I, I don't care about flippy ass. <laughs> the, as far as Don, oh, go ahead and ask Cy. I did forget the one important thing that did happen on AEW. Uh, the All Atlantic title, the doing the tournament for the uh, new title. Mm-hmm. So that's the the big. Why? Thing, right. Uh, uh, speak. Why did he not just call it the Intercontinental Championship? It is not trademarked by WWE. Why? Why because not just be call it the Intercontinental Championship? Because people on Twitter all say he's trying to be like WWE. <laughs> That's well, why so shit, it. it just makes sense. The transatlantic Open. Did <coughs> you know that three of the, the countries, three of the countries on the belt, don't even touch the Atlantic Ocean? Why not just yeah, call like, it a world like title? Yeah, like Bulgaria. You have the AW Heavyweight title. Yeah. Why not just call it a world title? Like why? Like if you're gonna go there, why not? Yeah. Why have it to begin with? Because they needed a 16th <laughs> title belt. That's why 15 isn't enough. Oh, they still haven't got the three. I was out there, yes, either, have they? No, they're waiting no, for they're Kenny made. to come back. He's just waiting. It's waiting on Kenny. Yeah. Waiting on Kenny and Cole to get back, Kenny. That, that's a good one. Dave, David called it the international title. That would have been better. Yes, mm-hmm. it would. That would have been would a lot been, better. Oh, what's this? MJF returns and interferes in the main events of Forbidden Door and ends in the show in an old contest. Idea this ship would love that over predictable main events. Do you know why it's not a shit yeah. idea? Zane? That's a good yeah, idea, it's a really good, good idea. idea. And yeah. my my thought was with that battle royal, if they really wanted to do something, why not just have MJF come out there and knock down Mox and I think it was Yuta at the end? Yeah. Um, just knock them both off when they're out there at the apron. They both fall down, MJF's in there. It's like, hey, I want it. Now you have a fresh MJF going against Mox. I'm a little bit more intrigued then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, now, yeah, I just yeah. want to ask you one question, right? They say now said Mox, Mox was the number one contender. So, yeah. Man's just lost the championship, so where's he in all this? It, it literally makes no sense. So, so Wardlow was number one contender. And then at the, the pay-per-view, Wardlow won and Mox lost, even though he was in a team. And then all of a sudden, Mox is number one contender. And, and then Tony Khan says that, it, you know, the, the quality of the opposition is important. But the only, cred- the only credible opponent that, that Mox has beaten in the last seven months is, is Brian Danielson. Apart from that, it's all mid-card guys. Uh, Wheeler Uter, I think he's beaten twice. Uh, Daniel Garcia. You know, nobody that you would really consider a main eventer. So, why, you know, why not put Mox in the Battle Royal? Have the Battle Royal as the main event. It, the whole thing was just... It just made a mockery of the rankings and the, the whole system because it's obviously been manipulated for storyline purposes, which if you're going to say your product is credible and you're going to keep tracks of wins and losses, you know, make it make sense. Make it matter. Prioritize it. Now, Jim, do you think this is a prime example of AEW getting to this point now where they need to start having a creative team? I don't... I... It depends on what the team is. I like the idea of using yeah. the, the elder wrestlers as kind of guys that come up with the things. The only issue with that is who's going to be, you know, 
dipping in their own pockets. Um, a creative team is a good idea, but at the same time, I think what they need more now than anything is for Tony Khan to grow some balls and step up to these guys and say, that's not going to work. Instead yeah. of letting it happen and then coming up with an excuse or pointing fingers afterwards. Yeah. If, if, if something doesn't sound good, just say no. Say We're not no. Doing that. Like he just say doing that. it's not going to work for me, brother. Yeah, yeah. That that's at the, at the end of it. That's what it needs to be. Like, but that's, that's it. Where if you bring a booker in, though, even if you don't bring in a full creative team, but you bring in a few bookers, and then Tony Khan goes, "Well, it's not up to me. It's up to them." That's what they're doing. Well, well, he's commented, and there are people who work with him on on ideas for things. I think mm. wrestlers bring him ideas, and then there's a, a collective of people. Who kind of like give their ideas, and at the end of the day, Tony has final say. He brought he brought mm. this up with the whole uh, debut of that tall Indian guy. He goes, "Well, we had say. a bunch of people who said so it was saying, idea, yeah. so I went with it." Well, but then he turned around and said, "I wouldn't have done it that way." Well, you you have the say to be like, "No, that's not going to work. I want to do it this way." But instead, he just he wants to play buddy buddy and. As someone pointed out, I think last week, go out drinking with him afterwards so that he can say, hey, I'm hanging out with the boys instead of yep. being the businessman that he needs to for this product to be as good as it can be. I I, I want to have faith in it, but then there's things like this that happen. It's like, what are you fucking doing? It's, it's, it's a lot like Vince Russo when he came to WCW. The mm. people were just running him over. And every yeah. idea was getting through, and there was a lot of bad ideas. Yeah. Fact is, yeah. Do you know what? The only reason Russo worked in WWE is because he had Vince above his head saying no. Yeah. Right. yeah. Tony Khan needs to be the guy who says no every now and then, because yeah. otherwise the shite gets through, and it just—it's terrible for TV. <laughs> Well, you know what they always say, don't you, Nick? You don't have good coffee without a filter. Um, <laughs> on Wednesday night, ladder match for AEW Tag Team Championships. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Boys. This match is going to be crazy. It's going to be a great match, but how much of a shame is it that the champions are an afterthought in this match? It's been a shame for a month now. Yeah, can I just say as well that you, you, you've had Jeff Hardy off TV for two weeks because of like injuries and wear and tear and the bump card getting full. And then his first match back, you put him in a triple threat ladder match. What? I, yeah, too soon. Nice, too soon. But the, the sad fact is the Jungle Boy has had a dead weight around his ankle called Luchasaurus for three years now, as opposed to no, being no, a single no, star. No, no, I'm, I'm going to no, stop no, there. No no. no, no, there's a reason they chopped his head off in Ethiopian Luchasaurus. And I'm going to go ahead and point this out. In a tag team, Luchasaurus works because he doesn't have to be the focal point. Luchasaurus is a guy they should have pushed to the moon for marketing so they could have gotten a big, a, a greater uh, kids audience. I know yeah. like we don't care about the kids. You want to make money, cater to the you kids. You need kids. You have a perfect character for it. Like, he is perfect. And they just throw like, nah, we're going to throw the tag tiles on him and then never put him on TV. Yeah. At, at well, the minute, like you say, with the kids, the you could sell the dinosaur yeah. heads. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the rest of his Jurassic parts, you know? Dave McKinnon says, uh, while Lowe isn't ready for the world title spot, it's TNT first. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and just be a massive spot fest. It will be just a massive spot fest. At the end of the day, as always, the Young Bucks can't help themselves. They've always got to wiggle their way in somehow into the title picture. And it wouldn't surprise me if they were titles here. 
it would not surprise me at all. And I tell you what, if they do, that's me done. I'm done out watching. I'll, no, I'll, I'll read. I'll, I'll go. I'll go back to what I always do anyway and watch Jimmy's review because I ain't watching it. I, I ain't watching it, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. Nah, it got I, to a point I, a couple I, of months ago where I used to do the same with Raw. I'd only watch what Jimmy said was good and what wasn't because I just got to a point where. Uh, and my time's too precious to be watching that shite. And them yeah. young bucks always did. How how is it that when the young bucks are champions, they always seem to have a prominent spot on the show. But whenever the young bucks are not there, it always seems to float away. And one yeah. more question: Why has FTR been number one in those so-called rankings that are so goddamn important yet? And they've been there for like what two months? Yeah, and they, they're still mm. not getting the title shot at AW title. Still haven't got title. Make match. that make fucking sense. They beat the Young Bucks last month. Yes, they did. We love you, Zane. (laughs) He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I'm not. I'm like two years older than you. (laughs) I'm the old one. He's talking about Luchasaurus. Well, he's not younger than me. He's 64 million years old. He's older than Simon. (laughs) <laughs> uh, says just be yeah, just a massive spot fest. Um, right, guys. Before we wrap up, um, last thing I want to talk about. Obviously, it was announced the other day that Paige is going to be leaving WWE. Um, she did actually elaborate on this on her Twitch channel. She released the statements on on Instagram and stuff, and then she elaborated on her Twitch channel last night, saying that WWE had not um, offered her a new deal, which. You know, obviously makes sense because they've been paying her for how long and she hasn't been nowhere near the product. Um, so, you know, you can't knock WWE for that. Um, no, do you no, think sorry. she'll ever make a comeback? Do you think AEW for her? I'd like to see Paige come back just for the sake of it means she'd beat that injury and she'd manage to get and it managed to get a career back on track. But, I mean, AEW, I suppose it'd be the best fit, if not Impact. But I, I don't know. It's like that injury was very severe. I know Edge came back from an injury. Daniel Bryan came back from an injury. But mm. the sun doesn't always shine on everybody. And there's a good chance it no. may never happen. No. I mean, I'd I, love to see her come back. But you okay. never know. Let me ask you this, Jim. Does she come back in a... Is she a wave to anybody in a non-wrestling capacity? I think she can help out uh, a lot of the women in AEW... Uh, as a managerial because uh, I think she has, I think she's a great promo. Um, she has a following. People are going to tune in to watch page. Um, whether, mm. whether she's held onto that follow, I, I'm, I'm assuming she's held on that following because she has a pretty big Twitch community, but she does. Um, I think WWE not signing her has more to do with her troubled history that little time period, you know, with the, the mm. videos that were released and the situation with Andrade, or not Andrade, sorry. Del Rio. Um, Del Rio. Alberto. <laughs> Alberto Del Rio. Uh, I think that plays more into this than her being cleared. It would not be, it would not shock me one bit if WB is just saying she's not cleared because they don't want her on TV and they can't come up with anything. She leaves. If she's cleared within the first year of being gone, then I think it's pretty clear why WWE didn't want to ever bring her back. She she did comment though on a Twitch last night and say that she still wasn't cleared. 
didn't say WWE. Of course, not clear that. through. That, that's the, that's my thing is because yeah. uh, WWE was telling Brian Danielson he wasn't clear, and then he went out of his way to another doctor, and they said, "Yeah, you're good." And then he had to go through all but that. that yes. But that's what I mean. Last night on a on a switch, she did say she's not done with wrestling, but at the moment she's not cleared. So that but, doesn't mean WWE. Again, I, I want to know like, the doctors. extent of how far she's yeah. going to find out she's cleared. So again, yeah. if when she leaves WWE, she's free to just go off and figure it out on her own. It's kind of like how Edge yeah. did. And again, if, if it's within one year, they're like, yeah, you're good to go. You can wrestle again. Yeah. I think it's kind of obvious why they didn't want yeah. to. And I think one thing that people need to remember, Sai, as well, is Paige was an accomplished wrestler before she joined WWE. And, you know, she she could be a really positive influence. I mean, I know like Jay Cargill and people like that have been training with uh, Brian Danielson, which is fine. And I know that they, um, that, you know, the wrestlers can do that. But, you know, another female to come in and have very experienced female who could come and train you in a, in a certain style that maybe a, a man wouldn't get, you know, that it, she'd be a good asset, wouldn't she? I, I think that's one reason that, that the AW's women's division has improved. You know, you, you've got Serena there uh, backstage. Um, they, they've got a couple of names there now. Tony Storm's come in that, that really know their stuff and not, not only good at performing, but like you say, good at helping out backstage and uh, being a mentor, doing that kind of role. And yeah, you know, Paige would be great for that. Um, I, I don't know if there's any dream matches there for her. I, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe a one-and-gone match or something like that on TV, but then the backstage role she'd probably be great at if she wanted to do it. All right, brilliant. Right, guys, well, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks to everybody who um, joined us in the comments. We appreciate every one of you for joining us today. Um, it's really gained some momentum, so we, we're really appreciative of you to be being here every single week, guys. And um, we look forward to seeing you every single week. We will be back again next at this time next week. Don't forget to check out Jim's review um, of Raw on Mondays and AEW on Wednesdays. I'll be back with you at NXT UK on Thursday. Um, also, make sure you go over and check out the Drick King of Wrestling's YouTube channel. Go over to WrestleBuddy.com and check out all of the latest news and views of wrestling. Uh, but from us, guys, until next time, take care, and we will see you same time, same place next week. Just enjoy wrestling, people. <laughs>